John 4 verses 5 through 18. So Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sachar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring of living water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. A well is an interesting setting for this story story between Jesus and a woman, an outcast, a castaway. In an age of faucets and water mains, it is understandable that we miss the significance of this setting. But back in the day, the setting was half the story. A well. On the one hand, this well went back in time. It's Jacob's well. Jacob is a polarizing character from the Old Testament. He stole his older brother's birthright and fled before Esau could hurt him. Years later, Jacob wrestles all night with an angel, seeking a blessing. All this while on a trip back to reconcile with his brother, whom he wronged. Complicated would be the best way to describe his relationship with his family and with God. And this is who the well is named after. One can imagine that this well goes back generations and has been the meeting place for thousands upon thousands of women and children. This well... For the city of Sachar represents the breadth of time. It is, however, a well, a place to draw water, something that could offer an abundance during rainy season, but also something that could run dry. It is, in a way, momentary. A well is a place that must be visited and drawn from daily. After all, one can only carry so much at a time, and so the life of the people at that time consisted of traveling, daily, to the well to draw the water needed for that day, while trusting that tomorrow the well will once again offer its yield. And the woman comes to this place for water. 
We don't know much about the woman, but we do know a few things. First of all, because of the time of day, we know that she is an outcast. Outcasts weren't able to go to the well first thing in the morning, the prime part of the day, before the heat became unbearable. They had to avoid interacting with the rest of society. Secondly, she is a Samaritan. Samaritans at that time were thought of, of very negatively in the eyes of Jews. During the exile, when Jews in that area were displaced and foreigners were brought in, the place became an example of cultural accommodation and interreligious marriage. It lacked the fidelity to God, which Jerusalem and other areas represented. Finally, we know that she has had five husbands, but we don't know what has happened to them. Is she a widow? Is she a divorcee? Regardless of the circumstances, to have that many broken relationships must reveal how hard life has been for her. And it's at this well, where the breadth of time and a moment in time intersect, in which Jesus encounters her and offers her a water which will quench her thirst eternally. There is a quote from Frederick Beekner, which seems to capture the culmination of this woman's life and her encounter with Jesus. Beekner writes from the perspective of God, quote, Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Nothing can ever separate us. It is for you I created the universe. I love you. End quote. This is true. The world is a beautiful place. It is a place where we learn to love, where we see the beauty of creation, a place where children laugh and where we sing of the goodness of God. But the world is also a terrible place. It is a place where countless wars have been fought. It is a world where loved ones can break our hearts and viruses can wreck our lives. It is a place which needs the living water in which Jesus offers. Today, you and I are the woman at the well. We have seen beautiful and terrible things, and we come to the well, parched. This is why we need God's grace, this living water daily. It is the only thing which sustains us in the midst of beautiful and terrible things. It is the only thing which gives us the faithfulness for the day. It is the only thing which reminds us of God's presence, of God's hope, and of God's love. In a world of faucets and water mains, never forget to come to the well. In prayer, and holy conversations, in worship, in scripture. Come to the well every day to get the living water, the only thing that will truly quench our thirst. Let us pray. Gracious God, we have seen beautiful things and we have seen terrible things. Give us your living water to make it through today, trusting that your water will be there for us tomorrow. Amen. Whoa.